Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Job growth in January, your news update, and big surprise, chat GPT used for cheating. On this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend, starting right now, not that we were using ChatGPT for this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend. That was actually last week. Never mind. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for February 4th, 2023. I'm Joshua Stark. For nearly a year, the Federal Reserve has been trying to slow down the job market to combat this country's worst inflation in four decades. However, the job market has not been cooperating. In January, the U.S. government reported that employers added a surprising 517,000 jobs, causing the employment rate to drop 3.4%, the lowest since 1969. This unexpected job growth has left economists puzzled as to why the Fed's interest rate hikes have not impacted hiring, especially as the recession looms. The January report shows a strong U.S. labor market with low unemployment, few, few layoffs, and many job openings. In a trial centered around a controversial 2018 tweet regarding the financing for a non-occurring Tesla buyout, a surprising guest made an appearance on Friday. Elon Musk, the billionaire CEO of Tesla and Twitter, who is accused of misleading investors with his Twitter usage. Musk walked into the San Francisco federal courtroom just before the closing arguments of the opposing attorney were about to start and took a seat beside his legal team. Wearing a mask as required by Judge Edward Chen, he briefly dropped it to whisper something to one of his lawyers while chuckling. The trial re revolves around a tweet from August 7, 2018, where Musk claimed to have funding secured, but his attendance on Friday was not mandatory. Nevertheless, his present highlights the significance of the trial's outcome for him. A Spanish court has ruled that Amazon violated labor laws by compelling over 2,000 delivery drivers to use its proprietary app Flex for scheduling and payments. The drivers were also required to use their own vehicles and cell phones while on the job. The Madrid Labor Court determined that Amazon could not classify these workers as self-employed because the Spanish subsidiary exerted authority over all aspects of the delivery service, including conditions of work, compensation, and timing. The court's decision was made public on Friday in 2021. Amazon ceased using the Flex app in Spain. A Michigan man said he was left with a $1,000 bill after his six-year-old son ordered a virtual smorgasbord of food from several restaurants last weekend, leading to a string of unexpected deliveries and maybe a starring role in an ad campaign. Keith Stonehouse said the food piled up quickly at his Detroit-area home Saturday night after he let his son Mason use his cell phone to play a game before bed. 
He said the youngster instead used his father's Grubhub account to order food from one restaurant after another. The boy's mother, Kristen Stonehouse, told the Associated Press on Thursday that Grubhub has reached out to the family and offered them a $1,000 gift card. The company is also considering using the family in an online promotional campaign, she said. Keith Stonehouse said he was alone with his son while his wife was at the movies when Mason ordered jumbo shrimp, salads, shawarma, and chicken pita sandwiches, chili cheese fries, and other foods that one Grubhub driver after another delivered to their Chesterfield Township home. This was something out of a Saturday Night Live skit, Keith Stonehouse told MLive.com. More after this on Arbitrage Weekend. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This week's arbitrage blog includes Costco apartments, tipping is not a sea in China, and cheater, cheater, chat GPT edition. All of this and more in this week's arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com and .org. Now, let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, I said that right. Costco apartments. Um, Interesting. So are they discount apartments? So here's the thing. Do you have right? a bunch of roommates, so it's cheaper? Let, let, let's talk <laughs> about this for a moment because uh, we, we have a local... Uh, experiment of the same type, not necessarily a Sam's Club or a BJ's Wholesale Club or a Costco, but an old Sears building that was converted into a multi-use space. Yes, what, I've seen that. What Costco is talking about doing is taking one of their locations in California and plopping 800, uh, 800 apartment units on top of it. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Now, if you think about this, I, 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 it's it's hit or miss for me. It's hit or miss because uh, people say that it's going to bring down the value of the neighborhood and things like that because 20%, 23% uh, would be dedicated to low-income households and, you know, the higher-end clientele are going to be going to be taking most of that bill uh, similar, similar to... Our, our experiment here, Crosstown Concourse, uh, a, a certain amount of the building is dedicated to low-income household. And, by the way, the apartment uh, costs for anybody who's not, yeah, they're, they're a little bit expensive. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I mean... That's an interesting way to scale. If you can't spread out, go up. Go stack up. Stack up. Exactly. New York did it right. So, here's the thing, right? Um, you you kind of have to kind of have to ask some questions, right? All right let's like, hear. you know, parking and what's going to happen to the store and is there going to be a, a, a parking garage? And if you, if you think about it, right, uh, average one-bedroom apartments in, in California, um, they're, they're generally speaking around $2,300. Studio apartments are around $1,700. 
and and that that comes out to a lot of uh, a lot of money. Forty-one uh, percent of a working person's income goes to rent alone. And here, wow. here, here's the big question: You know, what's the perk to living above a Costco? Um, hello, everything in bulk, and I don't have to Uber at home. I can, you know. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. They are going to offer uh, things like uh, things like the pharmacy and fresh food. They get access to, you know, delivery, which is awesome. Um, think about this, though. Uh, you know, does that mean that Costco is going to have to get uh, a bigger staff? You know, what's going to happen? Gonna be a run on hot dogs. Those two dollars or one ninety nine hot dogs, man. At lunchtime, you will not find a hot dog. I'm telling you, dude. That that would be my that would be my move right there. So move into like, the Costco, eat hot dogs, and a lot of peaches. Move into the <sighs> Costco. We're going to eat a lot of peaches. I mean, hot dogs. Sorry. Where Thank you, Presidents of the United States. Right? Don't worry. It'll catch on. Watch. <sighs> We're going to keep our eyes on this because I think it's a it's an intriguing uh, issue. And, Can I have uh, the penthouse? More after <laughs> this on Arbitrage. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Boeing bid farewell to an icon on Tuesday. It delivered its final 747 jumbo jet. Since its first flight in 1969, the giant yet graceful 747 has served as a cargo plane, a commercial aircraft capable of carrying nearly 500 passengers, a transport for NASA's space shuttles, and the Air Force One presidential aircraft. It revolutionized travel, connecting international cities that had never before had direct routes and helping democratize passenger flight. But over the past 15 years, Boeing and its European rival Airbus have introduced more profitable and fuel-efficient wide-body planes with only two engines to maintain instead of the 747's four. The final plane is the 1574th built by Boeing in the Puget Sound region of Washington State. A big crowd of current and former Boeing workers was there for the final send-off. 
the final one was delivered to cargo carrier Atlas Air. If you love this business, you've been dreading this moment, said longtime aviation analyst Richard Abalafia. Nobody wants a four-engine airliner anymore, but that doesn't erase the tremendous contribution the aircraft has made to the development of the industry or its remarkable legacy. Boeing set out to build the 747 after losing a contract for a huge military transport, the C-5A. The idea was to take advantage of the new engines developed for the transport, high-bypass turbofan engines that burn less fuel, by passing air around the engine core, enabling a farther flight range, and used them for a newly imagined civilian aircraft. It took more than 50,000 Boeing workers less than 16 months to turn out the first 747, a Herculean effort that earned them the nickname The Incredibles. The jumbo jet's production required the construction of a massive factory in Everett, north of Seattle, the world's largest building by volume. The plane's fuselage was 225 feet long and the tail stood as tall as a six-story building. The plane's design included a second deck extending from the cockpit back over the first third of the plane, giving it a distinctive hump and inspiring a nickname, the whale. More romantically, the 747 became known as the Queen of the Skies. Some airlines turned the second deck into a first-class cocktail lounge, while even the lower deck sometimes featured lounges or even a piano bar. One decommissioned 747, originally built for Singapore Airlines in 1976, has been converted into a 33-room hotel near the airport in Stockholm. It was the first big carrier, the first wide body, so it set a new standard for airlines to figure out what to do with it and how to fill it, said Guillaume de Sion, a history professor at Pennsylvania's Albright College who specializes in aviation and mobility. It became the essence of mass air travel. You couldn't fill it with people paying full price, so you need to lower prices to get people on board. It contributed to what happened in the late 70s with the deregulation of air travel. The first 747 entered service in 1970 on Pan Am's New York-London route, and its timing was terrible. An updated model arrived in the late 80s and had much better timing, coinciding with the Asian economic boom of the early 1990s. More after this. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. It is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Royce, when's the last time you went out to have a nice meal? Three nights ago. You know, I, I went out the other night, and I noticed on the the receipt that there was an automatic tip added to the to the bill. You mean gratuity? Automatic gratuity, yes. Mmm, sweet. Why? Um, well, they just said that, uh, you know, because of the way things were and da-da-da-da-da, you know, they were going to add a gratuity. So I've actually experienced that. And where I go, they don't do that to me anymore. Yeah. And and this was the logic. I'm like, if you automatically add it, that's what you're getting. If you allow me to tip, and typically I'm a generous tipper, uh, you get more. So, yeah. yeah. So higher end, they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. Uh, so, yeah. So it's interesting, you know. We've we've been in this period of inflation here in the United States mm-hmm. and, and around the world as well. I'm not saying that we're 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 the only ones going through that, but tipping in particular seems to be getting kind of obnoxious. I've I've seen things as high as thirty percent, and uh, people being people being asked to tip for things like uh, a muffin or a cup of coffee or. You know, uh, things like that. Uh, for example, I went to Sonic the other day, our, our drive-up restaurant. Yes. On the app, they have add a tip. And they don't give you an option to do no tip. They say, hey, keep the change, 15%, 20%, 30%. Well, that's when we do nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> You get nothing. So do you know that movie? Yes. Oh, okay. Just making sure. So, so okay. Um, you know, I, I've seen this with stuff like online orders and things like that. Um, McAllister's a, a local yeah place. I, I'm not love trying. Their Spud Max. To, I'm not trying to to disparage anybody here. I love their food. Love Sonic's food. You know. Yeah. But on their app, they had a, a, a space for a tip. And I'm like, what did you do for this? If I'm ordering food on an app, you know, what happens with that that's a level of service that I would not get if I didn't tip? 
Well, look at it this way. Uh, being that I have been in the restaurant business before, typically the people who are waiting and doing it, they're not making the minimum wage. Part of their salary is literally uh, comprised of tips, and they actually account that one to two-thirds of their salary depends on that tip. So you can actually have someone who's working in the restaurant field making like two ninety-five an hour, and everything else is dependent upon tips. So I think with uh, COVID and everything being out there, um, a lot of people was like, okay, let's make sure that they can still live and still afford to work here, even though things are getting tight, forced to gratuity, and uh, basically make sure that the people can still afford to stay. Because as you've seen, there's definitely been some employment uh, problems recently. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the thing, right? So you mentioned that people don't pay uh, wait staff uh, above the minimum wage expecting that they would get the rest of it with tipping. Correct. That also allows them to hire more people because they're cutting it in third. You can have three times the amount of people working and, yeah, only have to pay them as if you had one person working full time. An extra on the blog is going to be how people tip throughout the world. And you'd be surprised some countries, most countries, really don't have a tipping culture. More after this. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The dodo bird isn't coming back anytime soon, nor is the woolly mammoth, but a company working on technologies to bring back extinct species has attracted more investors. While other scientists are skeptical, such feats are possible or even a good idea. Colossal Biosciences first announced its ambitious plan to revive the woolly mammoth two years ago, and on Tuesday it said it wanted to bring back the dodo bird too. The dodo is a symbol of man-made extinction, said Ben Lamb, a serial entrepreneur and co-founder and CEO of Colossal. The company has formed a division to focus on bird-related genetic technologies. The last dodo, a flightless bird about the size of a turkey, was killed in 1681 on the Indian Ocean island of Mauritius. The Dallas company, which launched in 2021, also announced Tuesday that it had raised an additional $150 million in funding. To date, it has raised $225 million from wide-ranging investors that include United States Innovative Technology Fund, Breyer Capital, and NQTEL, the CIA's venture capital firm which invests in technology. 
the prospect of bringing the dodo back isn't expected to directly make money, said Lamb, but the genetic tools and equipment the company develops to try to do it may have other uses, including for human health care, he said. For example, Colossal is now testing tools to tweak several parts of the genome simultaneously. It's also working on technologies for what is sometimes called an artificial womb, he said. The dodo's closest living relative is the Nicobar pigeon, said Beth Shapiro, a molecular biologist on Colossal's scientific advisory board, who has been studying the dodo for two decades. Her team plans to study DNA differences between the Nicobar pigeon and the dodo to understand what are the genes that make a dodo a dodo, she says. The team may then attempt to edit Nicobar pigeon cells to make them resemble dodo cells. It may be possible to put the tweaked cells into developing eggs of other birds, such as pigeons or chickens, to create offspring that may in turn naturally produce dodo eggs, said Shapiro. The concept is still in early theoretical stage for dodos. Because animals are a product of both their genetics and their environment, which has changed dramatically since the 1600s, Shapiro said that it's not possible to recreate a 100% identical copy of something that's gone. Other scientists wonder if it's even advisable to try and question whether de-extinction diverts attention and money away from efforts to save species still on Earth. There's a real hazard in saying if we destroy nature, we can just put it back together again because we can't, said Duke University ecologist Stuart Pym, who has no connection to Colossal. And where on Earth would you put a woolly mammoth other than in a cage, asked Pym, who noted that the ecosystem where mammoths lives disappeared long ago. On a practical level, conservation biologists familiar with captive breeding programs say that it can be tricky for zoo-bred animals to ever adapt to the wild. It helps if they can learn from other wild animals of their kind, an advantage that potential dodos and mammoths won't have, said Bo Boris Worm, a biologist at the University of Dalhousie in Halifax, Nova Scotia, who has no connection to Colossal. Preventing species from going extinct in the first place should be our priority, and in most cases, it's a lot cheaper. More after this on Arbitrage News Weekend. Stick around. Hey, hon. What you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Big fan of ChatGPT here, Royce. I, I got to admit, I've, I've been playing around with it a little bit. You never. I, I did. And as a matter of fact, as an experiment, 
Oh, no. Um, as an experiment, ChatGPT actually wrote the first segment of our last weekend show. I heard that. It didn't sound too bad, actually. It didn't sound too bad, and I was kind of nervous. Um, don't worry, I won't replace you with the script. I think, I, you know, here, here's the thing, right? This year. <laughs> don't think I didn't hear that one. <laughs> no, no, no. You heard it here first. <laughs> You've been here from the beginning. You'll be here to the last. Awesome. <laughs> so, tomorrow. Oh, dang. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone's shutting us down. <laughs> no. Okay, back on the track. Let's talk about ChatGPT, Royce. We... Uh, like I said, I, I, I used it. Um, I was kind of shocked at how good it was. It's quite thorough. And for AI, they've basically, the more people use it, the better it becomes because you're a data point. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's learning from you. The, the, the shocking thing is this. Um, go with me for a second here. Uh-oh. So, oh, yes. You know, back when back when you and I were in school, we could go to a book and we could take a look at a, a segment of a book and we could copy that segment down. And it's called plagiarism. Um, yes, that can't say I've ever done that, but I have I, definitely I have not done memorized that. before. Definitely not done that. <laughs> Let, let's let's make that clear. I'm sorry, Mrs. Parks, but um, anyway. <laughs> hey, I still have uh, the Raven completely committed to memory. That's impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. About so, seventeen stanzas. Yeah, dude. That's 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 impressive. Um, here's something else that has the Raven committed to memory is ChatGPT. Here's the thing: you can type, rewrite the following, colon, and paste whatever you want to put in there. Sweet, and it'll rewrite it. So now that's great for people doing SEO, though. Yeah, for people who are doing search engine optimization, yeah, it's like, hey, let's write a blog, let's write another blog, let's yeah. write a similar blog, let's link to yeah. them. For example, sales funnels all over. Yeah, for example, uh, I told it to rewrite uh, this article. Global energy giant Shell said Thursday that its annual profits doubled to a record high last year as oil and natural gas prices soared after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It rewrote it uh, to quite a different thing. London-based Shell announced on Thursday that its annual profits hit a record high, doubling to $39.9 billion due to the rise in oil and natural gas prices following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Sounds similar, but it's nice. different. Nice. It's different. It's it's weird, and and here's the thing: uh, school districts around the country are are starting to have conversations about this. Uh, how are you going to stem the tide of all the cheating? How are you going to deal with this? Well, they've blocked the app in most uh, in most of the Wi-Fi areas and, and network areas in schools. But let's be honest: we can circumvent that, no problem, right? Oh, I have a phone. Yay! Yeah. Next. Yeah. All school devices and all that sort of thing. Well, ChatGPT is developing tools to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, We're going to keep an, an eye on this. Put an age restriction on it. Right. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. And that wasn't written by ChatGPT. This time. 
Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 